Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This time on The Kindness Project, Hawaiian Luau, The Phoenix Project, and we have the best interviews of 2019 part two. You're right, mate. Hello, mate. Uh, welcome to The Kindness Project. Yeah. Um, Casual start, I like so, it. I like so, the style. I'm joined by this man, right? And he really don't like Christmas till December first, and then he's when Christmas starts. <laughs> Christmas doesn't start in the middle of November. It starts in December. Christmas can start whenever you want it to start. Halloween starts whenever you want it to start. Christmas is in the mind, my friends. If you wanted to start in June, start in June. Is that what Christmas you're saying? is a state of mind, <laughs> not a physical being. <laughs> Okay. Merry Christmas, Charlotte. <laughs> How are you? And I'm joined by a girl who would like to start Christmas sometime in August. It's Charlotte Dames. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you interrupting <laughs> Halloween for, for Christmas? That's nah. The thing. That's the thing. Nah. That's the thing. Christmas isn't really a state of mind. It needs to go in a particular order. Otherwise, it mucks up Halloween. It mucks up. Nothing comes. Night. Nothing comes before Halloween, except yeah. the year before's Christmas. You you cannot. <laughs> and I tell you what, if we start too early in August, it will mark up my birthday, and I ain't having that. I want to do a luha next year. A what? A yuha? What's a yuha? <laughs> I just want. No, you know, this year we had all like the the decorations and the real. Um, islandy, tropically. Oh, right. I want to do that, like ten times bigger. Well, a, a Hawaiian-style party you're talking yeah. about? A luau, is it? Yeah. What did has, you say? Luha. Luha. Something more cowboyish. Luha. Um, Merry Christmas. Have a luau. Merry Christmas. Have an Hawaiian star party. Um, uh, we're going to have a quick intro today because we've got no question of the podcast. You what, mate? Uh, I know. I know. We're taking a break from question of the podcast over the festive period. So sad. It's not. How are you not crying? Uh, look, look. I am saving myself for 2020. Oh, well, it's when, not like we haven't lost segments before. When we probably... No, look, <laughs> trust me, Question of the Podcast is coming back in early 2020, clearly. We're not we're not dropping Question of the Podcast. That's no. one of my favourite things about the podcast. But we did drop Kindness News. We need to bring Kindness News no. back. Um, uh, but yeah, so, um, so that's where we are. But before I go, I want to read you a little message we had from... Uh, Definite friend of the show. Um, uh, uh, guest presenter of the Kindness Project. Um, and um, just all round amazing dude, Patrick Luong. Oh, yeah. Who said, Congratulations on the podcast of the century. Well done on 100 episodes full of kindness, joy, and the hilarity. When did the hilarity happen? Did, did I miss that episode? I can't remember. Uh, 52. Um, yeah. To celebrate, Chris Dames, you should totally get down to Paul for a pigs in blanket sandwich and 50p goes to the awesome Felix Project charity. So, I am... Uh, the Felix Project, just to give uh, them a bit of a heads up, 
delivers rescue surplus food and delivers it free of charge to vulnerable people via many charities across London. Now, yes, he did read that basic, basically straight from the Twitter page. I did, I did. Um, and you know what? There is so much, particularly over Christmas, there is so much wasted food, not only in the supermarkets but in our homes, finding better ways to... Just give that food out. Do you, want to, uh, <laughs> you just stood up and sat on my shoulder. Sorry, I was. Oh, you wanted to read. I wanted to, wanted read, to read the, read the tweet, and yeah. then I've just stood up. But can I just talk about this pigs in blanket sandwich? Right, it looks like a good one. It's a baguette, which is a good bread for a pigs mm-hmm. in blanket sandwich. Uh, it's got proper pigs in blankets. Now, let me talk to you about what I saw the other day, which is basically a sacrilege, right? <laughs> when in a shop. Went up to the sandwich bit. They've got pigs under blankets. That, my friends, is a sausage and bacon sandwich. <laughs> that do not Turned call a very specific way. Do not call. Do not call <laughs> your sausage and bacon sandwich pigs under blankets. All that is is bread. Bacon, sausage, bread, right? What you need to do if you're going to call anything pigs and blankets is wrap the sausages in the bacon, okay? Thank you. Rent over. Get your pigs and blanket sandwiches right. Oh, go on. Sausage, bacon, wrapped. Yeah. Wrap. Tied together with bacon. Oh, that sounds amazing. But as long as you wrap... Look, I'm, I'm, Stuff it in the oven. Look, I'm, I'm not a complete purist, but as long as you wrap... <laughs> I, I may be a pigs in blankets connoisseur, but I'm not a, I'm, I'm, I'm not a pigs in blankets Nazi. Do you know what I mean? I won't go that far. Um, but as long as you wrap your pigs in your blankets and not just lay the little blankets of bacon over the top, you and me are not going to fall out. However... Uh, this um, uh, pigs in blanket sandwich that I'm looking at right now, I'm pretty sure it's got a couple of sprouts in. How do we feel about sprouts in there? Is that a sprout? Well, no, that no, looks like a sprout. No, mate, the pigs in blankets are just green. I, I'm I'm not sure pigs, green pigs in blankets. I don't know if green eggs and hams particularly good, but green pigs in blankets. Well, Sam, I am seem to like yeah, it. Yeah, true. But what how do you feel about putting a sprout in a sandwich? <laughs> I might give it a go. Do it, enjoy. <laughs> oh, do it, Charlotte is back. <laughs> Charlotte, do it, Charlotte, do it. <laughs> Enjoy, have fun, go! Right, okay. Do it. Um, and on that note, um, uh, we're shuffling right along. We're shuffling right along. Uh, but unofficial, we're not having an official question of the podcast, but unofficial question of the podcast is it okay to put a sprout in a sandwich? Answers on a postcard or using the following communication techniques. Are you going to do them this week or right? You are. Okay. All right, so we have this. Thing with the magical blue bird it's called twitter um i think that's the bird's name we're not really sure he's a carrier pigeon but uh, scientific experiments going wrong whatever um anyway you can send the messages online and um at Ola kindness is our p.o box thingy <laughs> sorry i didn't realize we were doing a podcast in the 80s p.o box this Answers on a postcard. <laughs> you said that a minute ago. I did, I did. Don't send us postcards. Although, one of the interviews we've got coming up next year is with 
an amazing lady. Or have we published it already? I can't remember. No, we haven't. Um, Is this the woman with the old person time? Yeah, Postcards of Kindness. It's an amazing little project. Mm. And we'll be interviewing her in early in 2020. Right. Um, you can do Facebook. Yep, yeah, we're at The Kindness Project. Um, or you can get in touch with us, Twitter, at Holler Kindness. Uh, email us, Holler. HOLA at the Kindness Project, um, or just check out the website and our back catalogue of now 101 full nonsense filled hysterical, uh, hysterical um, podcast. Apparently, according to a recognised authority on the matter, mm. super kind Patrick Luong, uh, full of Thank kindness, you, Patrick. F- full of kindness, joy, and hilarity. Mm. Um, so, yeah, all good. Oh, good. Should we get on with the show? Shuffling right along. So, this week we've got... Um, another best of. Another best of. We are. Uh, we had so many amazing interviews in 2019, mm. we couldn't fit them all into one podcast. So, we are sharing with you some of the insights um, in a second best of uh, interviews uh, uh, episode and we are gonna just crack on oh you wanted me to respond okay please um, <laughs> sure you are we are co-hosting this do aren't it, we do it enjoy <laughs> <laughs> what's the most unusual way you've ever been greeted i was in mongolia uh and i went into a yurt and i met this family and they gave me camel's milk <laughs> what does it taste like i didn't drink it oh okay <laughs> See, I, 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 I was with a guide, and because I, 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 I was like, I knew that if I drink cam, drank camel's milk, I'd probably get ill. Yeah, gotcha. Stomach. So when the lady was turned, we swapped glasses. <laughs> what, what, what was in the other glass? <laughs> no, it, there was nothing because she drank her. Camel's She'd done it already. She'd done it already. Oh, amazing stuff. That's that's really good. Okay, cool. Um, and if our listeners. Um, want to know more about the book, uh, want to know more about the uh, Netflix series, and want to know more about you, where's the best place to go on the web or or, or anywhere to, to find out a bit more about you? On Instagram, they can find me at The Kindness Guy. Okay. And uh, on Netflix, they can find me at The Kindness Diaries on Netflix. Fab. So today we're joined by uh, Ben, who um, is going to tell us a little bit about him and the amazing work that he does. But I want to—I want you to first, Ben, share the story about how we met because it's quite an interesting <laughs> one, isn't it? I like the story. Uh, yeah. Um, well, it's amazing who you, you can meet hurtling ten thousand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we uh, met on the right. ground. I mean, we didn't—we didn't meet mid-air, did we? But we were. Uh, we no, were both we sort of met just after we landed. Yeah. On no, the you didn't meet halfway down a handshake, down. did you? That you know what that would have been amazing, wouldn't it? Meeting meeting halfway down and just like, <laughs> hey, I recognise your t-shirt. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't think. Sorry, listeners, we we Ben and I met. Um, during a skydive, we both did a skydive. I was raising money for a charity up in North London, and Ben uh, was raising money for the Ministry of Stories, who he's going to tell us a lot about. Um, but I, re- I was due to go to a quiz night um, 
to raise some money for the Ministry of Stories. I couldn't make it, but I did recognise Ben's T-shirt. So I said, um, I, I, I think I know uh, know who you're here to raise money for. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a small world, right? It is. And uh, the weird thing is, as soon as you said your name, I recognised it as the person who, who didn't turn going. up. <laughs> <laughs> um, out of about 100 people, uh, we were going, is he coming or yeah. not? Does anybody know him? Do, does he exist? You know, is he is he a made up nine? Yeah, I, I I can confirm I am I am real I am real. Um, well, so, I should like I'd like to think so. Uh, you'd hope so. Yeah. You'd hope so. Um, Charlotte, would you? You know what was weird? Just talking about skydiving for a minute. At the end of my skydive video, I did nominate somebody else to skydive, and guess whose name I mentioned. Anybody else's but mine. It was actually yours. Would you ever do it? No. Would you ever do it? No. Okay. Never. Okay. So, Ben, um, uh, just so we can start and our our audience, our community can hear a little bit about um, you, tell us a little bit about you. Um, Well, my background is as a writer, uh, and I worked for probably about um, 15 years in professional theatre as a writer and a director. Okay. Uh, um, developing new plays mainly um, and about 10 years ago I met the other founder of the Ministry of Stories, uh, Lucy McNam, and it was a very sort of accidental meeting, a bit like ours. Yeah. And we were both interested in, in projects and uh, organisations that supported young people and children to write. Okay. So that was our sort of mutual interest. And from that, we we decided that we wanted to set up the organisation that became the ministry, basically. And where did that first meeting occur? Um, it was on a training program uh, for in action learning. We were learning how to be action learning set facilitators. Okay. okay. So it really was very, very random. Um, but interestingly, lots of the stuff that we learned through that sort of six-month training program, we ended up using quite a lot in our thinking about how to set the organization up so um it was all it was all good and it was actually also you know the spark to something really um very important yeah okay amazing and you you mentioned about um meeting your partner and then and then setting up ministry of stories for the for for our listeners who don't know about ministry of stories tell us what it does and the impact it has so the Ministry of Stories is a writing and mentoring centre for children and young people. Um, it's based in East London, uh, in Hoxton. Okay. And, we, and really what we try and do is build the confidence and creativity and uh, craft of children and young people in, in learning to write better. Okay. Um, I'm saying we, I mean, I left the organisation two months ago and actually the last thing I did was the skydive as a way of saying goodbye to the organisation. So I'm trying to learn to stop saying we. We, yeah. There you go. Anyway, that that's the that's the mission of the organisation. I, so I, I think, in effect, what we're trying to do is change children and young people's um, attitudes and ability to it uh, to write. Because okay. for a lot of children and young people, it's not something that they find particularly easy or particularly fun. Yeah. And 
and we really feel that it can be. So that's our mission is to um, make it possible, make it more possible for children and young people to write. What's the best piece of advice you've ever had? The best piece of advice I've ever had is always be yourself. I love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, Pinky, can you tell uh, to our listeners where they can find out a bit more about you and your projects? Well, you know, they can go online and see everything on uh, womenfuture.co.uk. Okay. Or um, if they want to find out more about what I do, I think, I think they can just Google me and hopefully something will come up. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, good stuff. And I'll put some, we'll put some links in the show notes uh, when people listen, so they can, um, so they can uh, find uh, what they need from their self. Um, they may want to, and this is just an aside. They may want to listen to Desert Island Disc, which I did two years ago. Okay, great. Um, I'll, I'll, and what I'll do is I'll put the link to that on the show notes too. That's amazing. What, um, what's your favourite piece of trivia? My favourite piece of trivia? Yep. Ooh. That's the one that always gets people, that one. That's interesting. Yeah. I have no idea. I'm not even sure where I can go with... What do you mean by favourite piece of trivia? So what's your favourite piece of, sort of, um, sort of knowledge that most people don't know that you sort of find yourself sharing? Oh, I think probably it's got to be around I think poetry or literature. Okay. I love I love books. I love reading. Oh, well, you're you're in the right place because we yeah you are in the right place because we love reading. So that brings us on to the next question. If you could be any character. In any of your favourite books, who would you choose? This is the first question. This is the first. I tell you, that was 80 episodes ago. That was the first question we ever asked. If I could be a a character in my favourite book, I would like to be Herzog. Okay. And Herzog wrote the book Annapurna, which is about the first ascent of Annapurna. And the, the first. Is it? Paragraph starts off with the amputation of digits from the people who just come down from the expedition yeah. on the train mm-hmm. to Delhi. So he's an amazing writer. It's okay. a beautiful book. Amazing. What's the what's your ideal Sunday morning? Ideal Sunday morning. Gosh. I think ideal Sunday morning is to be out in the garden barefoot with about half an hour of Tai Chi. Okay. As long as the weather holds and the grass isn't covered in worms. Okay, okay. That, that sounds like a good Sunday morning, actually. And uh, a couple more. We'll go for... Oh, I've got too many now, Charlotte. Um, have you got any more in mind? I thought it was going to Maramba. Um, right, let's go for... We, we did ask... Are humans generally good? We've barely got any responses. Yeah, so do you think most people are generally good? I think, given half an opportunity to be, yes, people do err on the side of goodness. I think so. I, I think you're right. Yeah. Okay, two more questions. Okay. These are two of my favourite. And I forgot about this one. <laughs> you're on the final of the Great British Bake Off. Uh-huh. You've got to bake your showstopper to wow Paul Hollywood and it's not Mary Berry anymore is it it's Prue is it Prue yeah 
Yeah. Okay. What are you baking and in what sort of shape and style? Ah, right, okay, so this is a really good one. Okay. So you've got me there because I've got so many. Go on, tell me, tell me, good. First off, I think I'd like to do a lemon drizzle cake. Okay. But we've got to go showstopper. So what size, what shape is it? You know, like, you've got got to, like, really wow the judges. In that case, I'm going to change my mind. Okay. I'm going to go for Battlebrief. Okay. Which is a Welsh tea bread. Okay. Very classical Welsh tea bread. That sounds nice already. absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. And I would probably bake it in the shape of Travana. Which okay. is a three thousand foot mountain in snow, in, in the snow. Amazing, not not to scale though, right? Because no, no, that would be a bit big no. for the tent. It's a nice <laughs> <laughs> I mean, actually call Van, uh, the dragon because it, it looks like a sleeping dragon. Oh. So I, I think that if I was going to do Valbrith, I'd do a, a Welsh bread in the shape of Travan, the shape of a mountain. That sounds. That reminds me of that poem. Um, that we have to analyse for English. Uh, the, the prelude because he compares the mountain to a beast chasing him. Who wrote that? Oh, I don't know. It's only an extract because the actual thing is like 27 books long or something. Oh. It's like, yeah, but does that count as a poem if it's 27 books long? I mean, I'm, like, yeah, it's in prose. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Right, and the last one I'm going to answer for today yes. is what would you call your autobiography? What would I call my autobiography? Oh, gosh, that's a difficult one, isn't it? I think I'd call my autobiography Shanti. Okay. S-H-A-A-N-T-H-I okay. used to be the name of my dog she's gone to doggy heaven now but Shanti essentially means peace, calm equilibrium okay. balance Balance. Yeah. really like I that I think uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dexter yeah, yeah. yeah. Shanti, I think yeah I really like that I really like that so where can people find out more about you and your organisation? Well, um, there's a, a banner that you're, you're we're going to share. Yeah, Absolutely. we're going to share. And on that banner will be an email address okay. and contact telephone numbers. Okay, that will. And, and and we welcome anyone with ideas, um, any kind of imaginary imagination ideas, um, practical ideas, but also support. You know, yeah. um, we always welcome donations and volunteers. Okay. Um, there's um, no such thing as a silly idea. And what we'll do is we'll share all of that on our show notes for the podcast so that people can find out a lot more about you when they, when they come in. Thanks, I've really enjoyed this. No, there's one more thing. Oh, cool. We always put the offer out for anyone who actually wants to come with us on location. Okay, cool, amazing. If you want to travel with us, yeah. we will take you and we will look after you. How often do you go? Every year. Every year, amazing. So, May time. Brilliant. So we'll we'll make sure that goes out in the podcast as well, Lovely. so that our listeners can can benefit from that if they'd like to. But really appreciate that. Right, I'm here with Rebecca. Thanks, Rebecca, for joining us. It's uh, I'm really excited about this one. Thank you. How I'm are you? I'm delighted to be here. Thank yeah, you. really, really Thanks good. Thanks for being with us in our offices here in, uh, in Bankside. Yeah, great. Well, I literally, our offices are just around the corner in Moorgate, so I had a really nice walk through London. <laughs> And walking through town this time of the year is a bit good, isn't it? It's you know, I like it. Look at that spring sunshine. I know, it's really, really good. So um, I know all about you because uh, you were introduced to me, but tell our audience a little bit about you. Oh, thank you. So I'm Chief Learning and Culture Officer for Interbrand, which yep. is the world's leading brand consultancy. And I have quite an eclectic mix of roles at Interbrand. Okay. So uh, I head up the Interbrand Academy, which is our platform for learning, innovation, collaboration and inspiration okay. at Interbrand. 
We work with a host of phenomenally uh, amazing brands and universities around the world as okay. part of that. Uh, I also head up our global luxury practice. So okay. My background also is, you know, I'm, I'm a creative strategist, so I've worked on clients from Lego through to uh, the, a lot of the oh, Lego brands. must be exciting. It's one of my favorite brands. Yeah, well. I love that that came out first, Lego. It's one of my, <laughs> I'll tell you, treasured, loved, oh. truly loved brands. My, my seven-year-old loves Lego. Yeah. Oh, honestly, it's great. But the problem is we, we, um, we did a little project. So Cassie, my wife, and Charlotte went out the other day, and um, Sophie and I had 10 big bags of Lego <laughs> to put together, uh, which was meant to turn into a fairground. I popped out of the room. She mixed all of the 10 bags so I came back and went I just don't know like the instructions I don't know what, where to start um, I went should we just plan and have some fun and yeah. Sophie was no daddy we're going to do it like the instructions so we spent quite a lot of time finding tiny little parts that in this big do. bag but I loved amazing. it absolutely good again classic example of timeless brands right yeah so amazing across generations yeah and so that's what also what it has always interested me about brands the relationship between brands and culture and yeah. people yeah. Uh, and also how I came to love because yeah. I'm inspired by luxury brands because a lot of them, when you think about it, they have lasted across generations. Yeah, gotcha. They have, you know, re they have retained this relevance across generations. Yeah. So they're really, I mean, again, I would say luxury is possibly one of the most difficult industries to work with, but that's why also why I love it. There's a why, why is that? challenge there. Um, for a number of reasons, uh, not least because when you think about the brands that you're working with, I think, first of all, you feel such a sense of responsibility. Some of these brands are big names, right? yeah. 300 years old. And I think that that's the thing is that they are, they've, at that point, brands become part of culture. Yeah. So you feel a sense. So they're of iconic. Not just your, yeah, and, yeah. It's, and it's certainly not that you're just working with a brand. You feel a sense of guardianship. Yeah. Over these. Over these it's over responsibility. These and over yeah. the people you're working with. So, okay. So yeah, and fascinating businesses. To work and with. what's it like working with people at, in the academy? And what do you teach? And so how do understand that? You mentioned yes. I'm flying off to um, Boston couple of weeks so one of the things that I run I have a whole host of uh, programs throughout the year the Academy does two things so the Interbrand Academy uh, was born and inspired uh, for our people so Interbrand has a network of uh, over 17 offices okay across the globe okay uh, and you imagine as Interbrand we're a really polymathic business so yeah. we do we have everything from data analysts out of MIT on this yeah. side through to designers yeah. we have retail experience and everything yeah. in between so really so a lot of different business. types of people right absolutely yeah, yeah. Commonly eclectic mix of people, okay. which I absolutely love, and I think is so inspiring for us, and also for the clients that we work with. Yeah. Um, so the academy really is about how do we how do we nurture and, and feed and inspire our own people, and how do we connect them across our 17 gotcha. And so that's what the academy does: is a platform for learning, collaboration, co-creation, innovation. Okay. And I'm in Boston to run one of my favorite programs, which is called Masterclass. And Masterclass is a, is a sort of a high-octane, three-and-a-half-day intense program where I fly in our top rising talent from a town around the network. Okay. And they Across the world, all into Boston. Yeah. To learn what specifically? They, they're coming from every different background as well. Yeah. Um, and they do two things. We have a program mapped out for them for the week, which is designed to inspire uh, and amplify collaboration, co-creation, okay. and innovation. And we're working with one of the top five um, best global brands in the world, which I shall be able to reveal shortly. So okay, very cool. Pretty high profile, yeah. Very cool. And what, what, what do you get out of teaching these people? Do you know, it's that is the real gift for me. Okay. That is the real gift for me, is, is, is I do it because I, I was speaking at a conference the other day and I said, you know, the reason when you look at brands and business and we talk about people and culture, they're only in business because of the people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So every great brand begins with a great culture. It begins from within. 
Uh, and that's why I do it. I, I, I am fascinated. I, am, I, 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 find, I find people, you know, I, in terms of what we can do in this world, yeah. what we can do as individuals yeah. is one thing. We, yeah. we are magical, unique individuals. Yeah. What we can do together as collectives. It's amazing. Yeah, you're right. Communities is amazing. We were talking about that earlier in yeah. terms of how you connect into communities. So yeah. for me, the qualities of, and I go back to, so Google did this amazing piece of research on effective teams called Project Aristotle. Okay. And they found three common factors out of effective teams. Curiosity, empathy, and generosity. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest reasons why I do but That's what makes us human, right? That, that curiosity and Absolutely. empathy is what makes us makes us different to a machine. You know, it's those elements that are, that are, that are really good. And we're here to talk about kindness, and you were um, uh, honoured, I, I don't know, along with Gary Southgate, apparently, I heard today, <laughs> to be on a list of the 50 kindest leaders. What was that like? Oh, it was honestly so humbling, okay. really humbling. Um, and I have to say, you know, huge recognition to Pinky Delarge. Who, who introduced who me, yeah, introduced us, so thank you for that, Pinky. amazingly generous connector yeah. in the world. Yeah. A, you know, truly light-filled human being, which is absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Uh, and kudos to her also for recognising something, you know, a, a list of um, leading lights in yeah. kindness in business. Yeah. Um, and putting the notion of kindness in business together, I think, was such a powerful move by, yeah. by, by Pinky, and so prescient, because... I was in Delhi uh, just over a week ago, speaking at a, a conference organised by the Economic Times. Okay. And I talked a lot about what it is to be human in business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you think about where we're moving, we're moving to the age of the human, to the age of the deeply human, where yeah. as you talk about tech, the rise of AI, yeah. the, you know, we're in a world that is changing at an exponential rate, yeah. so we need to be exponentially human. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. And that's not said in a throwaway, it's actually quite a deep... Yeah. a really deep thing that we need to consider and it's macro, it's micro, it's what we do on a daily basis yeah. as much as anything else and I yeah. think what Pinky touched on was the notion of, as we were saying earlier kindness is something that is, you know, in essence it's an abstract thing, so how we make kindness real in daily life and how we translate it into business in a way that actually mm. transforms the way we do things, transforms what we can do and change for good in the world yeah. that's what's really exciting. Is it the end yet? You did it well done. Um, <laughs> uh, hopefully you enjoyed those episodes. Should we get on with the end of the show? I don't know what to do about the end of the show now because we've got no... Normally, like, the question of the podcast is the end of the show and we read out yeah. the answers we've had from so from listeners, but I don't know what to do now. Uh, I don't say, say the first thing that comes to mind. Bye. Goodbye. Say so, so, <laughs> so you later. We can't end it there. No, oh, no, we no. can't end it there. Oh, God. Right, so... So listen, let's um, let's talk about what questions of the podcast we might ask next year. Yes. Because I'm thinking, yeah, what's, we, we what's just... the best and worst thing you've ever had in a sandwich um, after we talked about Brussels sprouts in a sandwich earlier? Best chicken tikka and mayo. Oh, God, that sounds awful. Um, it's my Subway order. Chicken tikka. Olives, mayo. You know what? Like I, I do like the little like selection you get in sub, uh, Subway, where you can put other sandwich shops are available, um, where you can um, uh, put what you <laughs> put what you Everything. want. I just I just saw chicken tikka and I was like, I want that, and then I moved. Then we moved on. I wasn't even looking at my sandwich. Like I like olives. Oh, there's some light mayo. I wouldn't go back. You would never again. Oh no. no. I wouldn't change my sandwich order. I get the same thing every time. Uh, I think there's only one thing to have at the subway. Meatball. 
I mean, I love a meatball sub. We had oh, meatball we sub yesterday, didn't we? Swedish meatball sub. Yeah, um, it was good. Got was all good. over our faces. Yeah. And what question are you dying to ask our listeners next year? I hope I'm not dying to ask anything. <laughs> um, um, what question is going to make you feel most alive? <laughs> um, something about books. <laughs> Thank you for being so specific. <laughs> and on that note, we are going to see you next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>